Today on episode number 529 of the School of Podcasting, we're going to talk a little bit about new and noteworthy, kind of wrap up that discussion. We're going to get into jargon. We're going to bust some podcast myths. We got a podcast rewind and it because of my podcast story. Strap on in, get ready, hit it, ladies. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to help you face your fears. I'm going to help you flatten that learning curve. I'm going to help you massage your message and tackle that technology, get you on the road to pain-free podcasting where you reach the world and touch people with your words. It's an amazing time to get into podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R today. I'm going to play some clips of an eight-year-old podcaster. And if somebody that's eight can do a podcast, I'm telling you, so can you. And I know you're probably sitting there thinking, but Dave, I don't know. I don't know anything about mixing audio. I always say this. If you were in the car, the phone rings. Do you turn down the radio? Yep. All right. You know now. You know how to mix audio then. Do you know how to write in like Microsoft Word? Uh-huh. Do you know how to upload a picture to Facebook? Uh-huh. Well, then you can upload an, an audio file to Libsyn and you can write in WordPress. You're good to go. You're ready to start your podcast. Come see me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And what we're going to start off with is I see these every now and then where somebody will come out with how I did blah, blah, blah in podcasting. And most of the time they're okay. But there are some things that just, I got to go wait, time out. That's just not true. That's just not, like not at all. And what makes me kind of mad about this in a way is that it's really easy to test some of this stuff. And I'm not sure how people are getting away because I hear this one a lot. And that is this, you have to launch with at least blank episodes. Why? Because that way, when some, someone finds your show, let's say it's five episodes, when somebody subscribes to your show, they're, you're going to get five downloads instead of one. And the more downloads you get, then the higher you're going to go into iTunes rankings. That's just a flat out lie. When you subscribe to somebody's show in iTunes, the desktop version, you don't even get a download. You might get a download on the podcast app, but you do not get a download on iTunes. Now, you definitely don't get all five downloads unless you've gone into the app that says, hey, every time I subscribe to a podcast, download every single episode. That might be a little messy. So that is just absolutely true. Now, if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 529, I've got a video where I just go through and go see, and I just bust these right out of the water. The other one, you only get eight weeks to be in new and noteworthy. And yes, I just threw open my mouth just a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of new and noteworthy, but any kind of podcast that's based on TV shows, we see those over and over and over go in and out of new, in and out of new and noteworthy. And I show a podcast that started in March. You know, you only get eight weeks. They're still in new and noteworthy. And I'm pretty sure it's August now. Uh, that's a little longer than eight weeks. The other thing this particular article said that if you just get 50 plus honest reviews, that's the other thing I love. People want to exchange honest reviews as opposed to, hey, will you come lie about my show? No, it's an honest review. But they say, hey, if you get over 50 reviews, you'll get into no one noteworthy. Well, I uh, did my little experiment with my because of my podcast podcast I have over 60 reviews. So thank you so much to everyone who helped with that. And I never really got that 
I don't think I made it into the official new and noteworthy. And I think I made it around to number 100 in my category. So it's not the, the, the reviews are not that. And the other thing, when people talk about, you know, if, if we can run each other up the iTunes charts artificially, that they think that's a good thing to which I ask this question. Do you know, Philip Phillips? That's his actual name. Philip Phillips. You should know him. He's, he's a star. He's an idol. He's an American idol from season 11. Yeah, exactly. Who? So when you run people up the charts that maybe haven't found their voice yet, not really such a good idea. And then they talk all about, you need to generate buzz. You need to get people talking about your show during this eight week magical period, right? Don't you want people generating buzz and talking about your show on, I don't know, week 13 too? You want to bring value on a consistent basis. I love that. You want to do this just during the first eight weeks. No, you kind of want to do that. It's week 540 and I'm still trying to get you or week 539 and I'm still hopefully sounding like I'm a little buzzed. Wait, that doesn't sound right. You know, excited. So it's just kind of crazy about that. And here's a little tip. If you went to podcast movement, you are probably aware that the virtual ticket is available. If you go into that program, I forget what it was called, Revisit, you can go in and download all the audio. Yeah, how cool is that? So I was listening to Rob Walsh's presentation. Rob is the VP of Podcast Relations over at Libsyn. And here's what he had to say about New and Noteworthy. Uh, His KC Startup podcast was featured. Now this means on the front page of iTunes. And he saw a bump of about 300 downloads. Not exactly the 10,000 that we hear about. His son's podcast, Porter's podcast, saw a bump of about 1,000. He said a front page listing will get you anywhere from 200 to a couple thousand. So again, I'm not going to sneeze at 200 downloads. It's just not the 10,000 quit your day job kind of number that we've been kind of promised. And he said he went in and podcasters who do kind of game the system and they try to cheat with all their fake reviews and things like that. They were number two in the education category. So they got people up the charts, whether it was legit or not, but they were there. They were number two. And he said he went in and looked. They rarely got over 200 downloads per episode. In fact, most of the time they were around 120, 130. So again, it's, and the reason I say this again, I don't have anything against new and noteworthy. I love Apple. I love their products. I love the fact that they created iTunes. What I hate to see is people spending insane amounts of time and effort and having their dreams crushed because I finally made it to number two in the education category and I've still only got 100 downloads. So that's the whole thing why I've been talking about this. And uh, we're actually now seeing people that never launch because, well, I don't have my three, five, eight, 30 downloads ready to launch just launch. And so I was doing this experiment with my show and going in and I was reporting on where I was at and how many uh, different uh, reviews I had and things of that nature. And I got to tell you, number one, just finding yourself in new and noteworthy or in your category or whatever you're doing, it took me like 20 minutes to do that segment to kind of go, yeah, it's not what it thought it was. So I was glad to find Rob's uh, presentation. And uh, just so you guys know, the last episode of um, Because of My Podcast, I'm getting 100 downloads per episode, roughly anywhere from 100 to 183. My largest download 
is the episode of Family Reconnects, and that got 210. So here again, that is 10 classrooms of 20 people listening to that podcast. So don't get hung up by it's only 200 people. So that's uh, just some myth busting here. So when you hear these things and they get repeated over and over and over the, hey, if you if you only launch with one download, you're missing all these downloads. That's just not true. That's the one that really drives me nuts. If you've ever wondered what it would sound like to be on a consulting call with Dave Jackson, well, I did one with Andrea McDonald and here are some of her comments. Um, it should be fine, shouldn't it? Uh, it should be. Yeah, okay, well, well, I'll just leave it at that. That's fantastic. Okay, that's brilliant. That's a very big help. Oh, perfect. That's really great. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed for that. So I'm going to kind of start in the upper corner here and drag down. Yeah, that's perfect. If you could just save that for me, that would be brilliant. All right. There oh, perfect. So that's all I need to do. That's it. Oh, lovely. Then- okay. Nice. Okay, excellent. Perfect. All right. I would be tempted to put an iTunes icon just just because that's more kind of recognizable. You know, I've seen people put just the iTunes logo up there to represent a podcast. Really? Yeah. Ah, that's a good idea. I was also thinking, actually, no, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, you can put whatever you want. I just, I just know any text there is going to be so small. It's going to be really hard to... Yeah, I know. I like that solution. I mean, certainly um, in phase one of the platform, I think that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This one, but that that was very very helpful indeed. And um, yeah, thank thank you very much um, for your time. And yeah. then I'll, I'll also have the uh, the video of everything we did here. So okay, so lovely. It, all right. Well, it's great seeing you again. Yeah, great seeing you too. And I'll uh, be in touch shortly. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Now, I want to talk about jargon and inside jokes. I mean, the problem is we are all way too close to the trees to see the forest. And depending on who your audience is, we need to remember that we get new listeners all the time. We do. And when we start using jargon, and just to explain this, if you've never heard of the word jargon, like maybe the word jargon is jargon, words that only, that basically people use that have like super experience in the field or potentially it's an inside joke. That's jargon. So if I wanted to spew some, some podcasting jargon, I could say, Hey, if you're going to redirect your RSS feed, what you need to do is put the iTunes new feed uh, tag into your, the feed that you want to go to, and then just get your uh, web host or whoever controls your feed to put in a 301 redirect. And if you're brand new to podcasting, you're like, what did he just say? That's jargon. And so you have to be careful with that. And myself and my co-host, Eric K. Johnson, we do a show called The Podcast Review Show. And we did a recent episode where we just got lost in big words and inside jargon. Now, we may not be the target audience. Maybe that particular podcast is designed for somebody who are knee-deep into whatever that podcast was about, because I still don't officially know. But... It's something that if you're trying to reach everyone, which was one of the goals of this podcast, they want to get their message out. You got to remember, got to remember that there are uh, new people coming in. 
And myself, I grew up in the church. I still go to church. And uh, man, you want to talk about a group that can spew some jargon. Christians are like line of Judah, bathed in blood, Alpha and the Omega, evangelical, Holy Ghost, born again, unspoken prayer request. That's some jargon. That just means somebody in my family messed up again, um, you know, or be a Proverbs 31 woman. What the heck does that mean? I mean, I read the Bible. I don't know what a Proverbs 31 woman is. The list goes on and on. And what that does, why is jargon bad? Well, before I get into that, let me give you a couple examples of one that's really if you've listened to this show, you know, you know that I love Ray Edwards. Ray Edwards is kind of a hero of mine. And I loved the Ray Edwards show. And I've been trying to contact Ray to say, dude, dude, because Ray brought in his son. Now, I'm sure if I hung out with Sean Edwards, I would like hanging out with Sean. He seems like a pretty funny guy. But what's driving me nuts with these two is they have a lot of inside jokes because they're they're father and son. And they'll like they'll say something, they'll go, 100 bucks. I have no idea what that means. And then there's a lot of things where they're trying to make each other laugh. And I'm just like, quit with the funny and get back to the really cool content that Ray used to give and quit trying to make each other. It's just, it's making it, it, it's ruining for me, for me, this is all just my opinion, my dynamic of the show. I used to just love Ray talking to me and now he's trying to make his son laugh. And I'm like, can you do that after you get done recording? It's really ruining the show for me. So that can be, again, an inside jargon thing. I've gone from having a discussion with Ray to now I'm listening into Ray. And just for me, it's just not the same show. So I reached out to my buddy, Kale Nelson, over at Ham Radio 360. And we're going to have him spew some jargon at me. And I want you to listen. We're going to kind of roll into this. I was using the Tascam US32 for this. And you're going to hear how this clip, at one point, I turn into basically a robot. And I've come to the conclusion that it is using this box that did this. But I asked uh, K.O., I said, hey, man, just spew some some great ham radio, because I don't know a thing about ham radio. Spew some ham radio jargon on me. And this is what he said. And I found a guy working in Japan, and which is it's, it's really awesome to make a contact with Japan, because, you know, that's on the other side of the world from where we live. And... Had the conversation with the guys, awesome, awesome guy. Told me I was 5'9 plus all the way, and uh, I wanted to make sure you had my call, you know, QSL, 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 and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing back from him again next time. I'm, maybe I can catch him on the air again. There you go. That is some serious ham radio jargon. QS, what it was, 5'9, 5'9, I don't know what that means. And so we have to keep that in mind because here again, to bottom line, what happens to this? It goes from being a conversation to, huh? It goes from, and then I remember the comedian Robin Williams. He was so fast that you'd be trying to figure out what did he just say? And then you'd figure it out and you'd start laughing at his joke and he'd already spit out another one. So it was hard to keep up with him. And that can happen with our audience. If we're trying to figure out what somebody's saying and you've already moved on to something else, it becomes frustrating and you kind of feel like you're not part of the cool kids. You feel like you're eating at the kids table at Thanksgiving and you're just not part of it, and they're gonna to wanna to tune out. So be careful with jargon, be careful with inside jokes, and try to make it a, a conversation that includes everyone. If you're new to the show, again, making sure that I'm including everybody here, Kale has been on the show before. Kale actually had a sponsor before he started his show. How cool is that? But he named it very Inside Baseball. And he has since changed the name to Ham Radio 360, which when you listen to that, you're pretty sure it's about ham radio. And I said, well, what's the difference now in numbers? It's easily three times. 
Easily three wow. times. Yeah. It now granted a lot of things happened all at one time. We we changed the name and then when about two weeks later we were in Dayton, Ohio for the for the biggest ever ham radio convention. Every year that's the biggest one in the world. Okay, so I'm gonna interrupt here. So what did he do? Kale went to where his audience is and he went out and hung out with them, got to know what they wanted, and then that helps build his show, but also he was out there promoting his show. So this is, he kind of did the trifecta here. He changed his name and went and jumped in a giant pool, the biggest pool there is of his audience. And uh, we were there for that too. So while we were there, we were coming back in the evening and we were giving the listeners uh, a daily breakdown. So we were there all day live, uh, you know, recording information and, and meeting people and whatnot, and then taking it back that night, post-producing it real quick, putting it on the air for the next day. That, I think, coinciding with the uh, the release of the new name, rebranding the show, that really kind of just mashed everything together at the right time. And, uh, you, you know, it's all about timing, but it's been phenomenal since then. It's, it's at least three times as much growth. And then I asked him about he, when I was talking to him, he said, yeah, such and such and such sponsors. And he had not one, but two sponsors. So I wanted to know how are those sponsors happening? Uh, when the guys decided they wanted to do a show on their own, they uh, they approached a, a company. And now, here we go. I just did jargon there, right? You're like, what guy's on their own? Kale does his show because he has a number of children. He does a show every other week. His audience said, we want more. So he found two guys that were really helping out with the show and gave them their own show. And they're super technical, where Kale is kind of technical. And it's working out really great. So when he said the guys came on the show here... That's what he's talking about. He actually had another show added to feed his audience. So let's go back and finish that. They wanted to do a show on their own. They uh, they approached a, a company and said, we're going to do this show. You guys would be a perfect fit for some of the things we're going to be doing and talking about. Would you like to come on? Uh, it's a worldwide company, international, whatever you would say. And they made a couple of calls and came back and said, sure. Uh, we'd like to do that. And then in the midst of that, um, there's another company, the local to Ohio, that's uh, it's a world-known company as well, but uh, they sell electronic gear and whatnot, uh, MCM Electronics. And one of our guys was there in the store and said, hey, would you guys be interested in uh, in coming on and, and being a part of what we're doing? And they said, sure. So that's kind of how that happened. So they asked, but the key there is they found somebody who fit their audience. And later he explained, he goes, look, this isn't Walmart. It's not Ford. It's not these big giant companies, but it's not mom and pop stores easy either. It's, it's kind of people in the middle of the road that have a global presence and it fits his audience. Now, the other thing I wanted to play from Kale that just melts my heart before we get into my task game review is... Kale's eight-year-old son is starting a podcast. Check this out. I asked him, why did you start a podcast? And I'm just going to leave the weird robot voice in here for this. Uh, but check this out. This is way just, it's just makes me, I don't know. Uh, it's just cool. Podcast. Um, like yesterday, I think. Why did you want a podcast? Because his dad did it. Oh, that's cool. Right, so he wants to do it because dad does it. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. How old are you? So I asked him, how old is he, if you don't speak robot? Eight. So I asked him, what do you think you're going to be talking about on your podcast? Uh, family. And I asked him, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Two and two brothers and two sisters. 
So he has five children. This is why he podcasts every other week. And I explained to him that that's probably going to give you plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you for coming on the show. Okay. And that, there you go. When you're a shy eight-year-old, you get questions like that. But that is so cool. It's called uh, Mylon in the Middle. I'll put links to this out in the show notes, as well as hamradio360.com. And uh, thanks, Kale, for uh, coming on board. And uh, he was like, I don't know what you want, but I'm just like, just talk some jargon to me, buddy. Talk some ham radio. So I appreciate that, my friend. All right. I'm going to tell you now about a little device I'm using. It is called the Tascam US-32. And this is uh, so new that... uh, you can't buy it at Amazon yet. And I think I know why, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But it's got cool things. What this is, it's a little box. It's about the size of your hand, basically. Think of it, uh, let's see, if I put my phone here, it's about the width of two phones. And it, you plug a single microphone into it. Right now I'm using the Audio-Technica ATR2100. You can plug a microphone in that needs phantom power. And you can use a built-in microphone. Uh, let's see if we can do that. If I do that, yeah, it's a, it's like a conference call. So basically, that's a nice feature that you'll never, ever use. Now, if I go back to the 2100, it has the ability to go in and have, you have three buttons that you can assign sounds to like this. And what's cool about this, I'll go ahead and hit this. The School of Podcasting. And I have it set to fade out. So I'm going to hit the button right now and go four, three, two, one. And I can set how long that fade out is. Likewise, if I go, does that sound pretty cool? I think so. And I hit the button and I have that set up. I also can say, so what do you think about new and noteworthy? Exactly. So I've got three buttons and I've got three things assigned to it. Pretty cool. Now, there are some other features that are eh, such as if I go here, I can make it sound like I'm in a hall. Let me turn on the reverb. Hello? Anyone else? This one sounds like I'm in a room. Uh, This one is live. Okay. This one's a studio. All right. Weird. And then plate reverb, which means you're not going to use any of these. Now, you can also do fun stuff like I can turn on the effect here which this will make me sound like a male so now it's Luke I am your father I can also make myself sound like a chipmunk there is an echo did someone say echo 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 and this one's kind of weird it's called radio and so when you turn it on you sound like this so Roger that there guy and I can also so there those are all the built-in things and I can also set my own. So here I've turned the effect on expert. Uh, yes, it's on female. Oh, now it's saying the device is disconnected. Well, that's not good because it's not. It is disconnected. And that then leads me to uh, my main point. This thing is buggier than crap. Holy cow. All right, so now that I'm back to being connected, see, I can make my voice go really, really, really high. Oh, my gosh. How much helium was in that balloon? That's really weird. Or I can go down here 
and decide just how deep my voice is going to be. Which, as you can realize, is completely useless. I also have a chopper, so I can do this and say, well, uh, you know, traffic's backed up on 480. So lots of things that are completely useless. But you do, now, on two things. Now, first of all, don't get too excited because I'm going to have, spoiler alert, there's something at the end that you're going to go, oh, you got to be kidding me. But I'm excited about this in, in one way, really disappointed about this in the other. So if I go into the expert mode here, and I'm going to turn, because you do have these like built-in equalizations. So like they call this soft vocal. This is hard vocal. This is hard spoken. And if you're like me, you're going, I don't really hear a whole lot of difference. No, not a lot. This one has more S's and T's. This is soft spoken. But if I set any of these to expert, I can come in and kind of set my own. So I'm going to turn the high end way up here, I think. I can set the frequency. So I'm going to set this about 5K. And now I'm going to turn that up. And yes, you'll hear me now get much more upper end. And if I want to really boost the bass, there's that. And uh, so I could do that. I'll pull the mids down, all sorts of fun stuff. So you can really get super crazy on, on this. And you can also set a compressor. Okay, I get that. And now if I just turn this completely off, we're back to just the microphone. This is great. Sounds fun. And what's nice about this, you can also plug in like an iPad or an iPhone. So if I came over here and said, uh, hey, Ryan K. Parker of foodcraftsman.com, he'd say, Dave, that's not the right button. And I'd say, you're right. This is Ryan K. Parker. No one will punch you in the face. What did you say, Ryan? No one will punch you in the face. Exactly. No one will punch you in the face unless you're trying to use this device. So here's the bad news. So you can plug an external device into this. You could plug a headset into it. You can use your, your kind of, for lack of a better phrase, your earbuds kind of jack for that. And you can use, if you have a standard headphone jack quarter inch, you could do that. It's powered via USB. So if you plug it into your computer, that works. But it also has the ability to, you know how you have those like battery backups with a little small connector, it can be powered by one of those. So I'm kind of going, well, this is cool. So if you're doing where this would fit, and again, don't get too excited yet, where this would fit would be somebody who wants to do a live show. And that now you can, because what it is, it's kind of like a baby mixer where now if I wanted to, I can go into this and actually bring up via software, the volume knob. So I could go ahead and hit this. And I can adjust the volume with this. With Dave Jackson. Right? So I could I could do my own fade. I don't have to have that pre-programmed. But I could do this and then just fade it out myself. And now for that to work, I'd have to be in front of a computer with the software installed. But if I didn't, uh, you know, it's, so it's kind of cool. And then I've got the ability to add a ton more sounds if I plug in my phone or something that plays jingles. Awesome. Great. What's the downside, Dave? It must be the price. Well... The price is one twenty nine, and okay, it's it's portable. I get that. It sounds okay. I would say the preamp is okay. It's a little eh, depending on what you're you're doing. It definitely has enough gain to push microphones. But here's the thing: it works great on its own. I tried to plug this into Hindenburg Journalist. And I sounded like Optimus Prime. Now, I mentioned that it is a little buggy. Here's earlier when I was talking with Kale. Here's what happened. 
So he's just, I told him, I said, you got to be super quiet because this isn't our show. This is Mr. Dave's show. So we got to be super quiet. So he's being very quiet for me. Do, do you want to kind of interview him? Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, you, you got real funny sounding there. Just t- say something else again. Say something else. Wow. That's terrible. And I cannot get it to work at all with Audacity. And part of this might be the fact that the software is version 1.0. That's it. It's brand new. And the other thing I found, like getting these things to work, I I had to turn the unit on and off a couple times and change. It's just not, it's not plug and play friendly. Now, once you get it, it's okay. But I had to go in and set the output of my computer to be this device, which kind of makes sense. But since it's playing it internally, it's kind of odd that for me to hear this, it has to send that sound you know, to my computer and then back into the device for me to hear it. You think it would let me hear it? I don't know. It's just kind of odd, but nonetheless. And so it's kind of a bummer. It's a cool little box. In fact, as I realized that I could go in and tap into the you know, plug in something else if I want to have a little, you know, call in now kind of thing, right? I could do this. Now with this, I would have to adjust the volume on my iPad. There's no way for me to adjust the volume with that here. But nonetheless, I was like, this is kind of cool for, for live streaming and I don't have that many sounds. I just can't get it to work with any software. I was able to use it with FireTalk, but even with that, things got a little wonky. So... I'm so you said, Dave, what's exciting about this? I'm excited about the technology. I'm excited that they're making things for people who want to live stream. And this is the US 32. There's another one, US 42. And that's something that's a little confusing is when you install the software for this, it gives you two drivers. So I kept choosing one. It's like, nope, I don't understand that because it was the other driver for the other unit. That's kind of confusing. And so for me, I, I, I wouldn't buy this unit right now until I hear somebody go and wherever I'm buying it from, I'm buying it someplace that I can take it back pretty easy because it just doesn't work. It, I try to use it in Hindenburg Journalist. I try to use it in Audacity. I didn't try to use it yet in Audition, but at this point, just all the turning it off, turning it back on. Oh, wait, no, no, I don't have the effects yet. No, wait, no. And then I got into this one thing. If I go back to, um, uh, well, actually, right now, it's supposed to have the effect on. And if I do this, yeah. So right now, I'm male, and now I'm female. Yeah, see, I just clicked on female, and it didn't change, because I definitely sound male. But if I turn this off, and now I turn it back on, I'll probably sound like a female. But I'm changing this in the software, and... Earlier when I did that, you heard me change it. So it's just buggy as caca poo-poo. So I like the unit, and I'll be excited when they get the bugs worked out. Because I could see the idea of this. Now, the other thing that's weird is it says my sample rate is 88.2. And it's supposed to be 44.1. And I don't see anything in here to change that. So, again, when they get this bad boy working, I would be tempted to buy this for me. For And this is what it's designed for. This particular unit, the US-32, is designed for a person who wants to stream live. I'm excited about the unit. I'm excited that they're making toys like this. I'm just really disappointed that right now this doesn't work with any software that I own. And it kind of, you know, as much as it might work on YouTube 
live or or something like that, it seems kind of, no, it's 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 buggy, not kind of buggy, it's buggy, and we've heard some here. So the other thing you're probably asking is, Dave, how much does this bad boy cost? Well, it's one twenty nine for the U.S. Uh, thirty two. Let me double check here. And right now it's only available at B&H is the only place I can find it. And it's 129 Now the other unit is the US-42. It clocks in at 179 Now that one also has a line out. This one does not. This one just has the USB out and that is it. And uh, as well as a headphone out, which is how I'm actually recording this now. I'm going out of the headphone out into my portable recorder which kind of defeats the whole purpose, uh, for me at least. So it's it's an interesting unit, but right now I would say uh, pass for this. So I appreciate Tascam allowing me to review this. I just would say, guys, you need to, you know, I'd be happy to work with you. Send me another one because I have to send this one back to um, work out the bugs because it just doesn't work. Or I'm going to go back and reread the manual. I don't think I missed anything. I actually read the manual. I mean, that's how much I wanted this to work. It just um, doesn't. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. Ray Ortega is the host of Podcasters Roundtable. He's the man behind the podcasterstudio.com. And when you throw Ray and Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com and myself together, we become the podcasters roundtable. And uh, we were joined by Rob Greenlee from Spreaker and the Spreaker Live Show and Krishna D on episode number 76, talking about the status or the state of live streaming. Dave, what's up? Well, what I've done is being that we're all kind of dipping our toe. I, I haven't played with Huzzah yet. I've been playing with Fire Talk. But I started to ask the podcast coach, I, I have used Google Hangouts on Air. I've used Mixler. I've used Spreaker. I still use some of those. Um, I used, uh, I forget Blog the one, Talk phone, Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk. Um, I've used Blab, and now I'm using Fire Talk. And that's why we, I mean, this show is, you know, podcastersroundtable.com slash live. Mine is askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Daniel's is the audacity to podcast.com slash live, right? Is that correct? Yeah. I think we all have slash live. Because that way, I tell my audience every week, because uh, we, we're not sure, we were going to use Huzzah this week, and I don't think I am. I'm going to stay with Fire Talk just for one more week before we try something else. But I always just tell my audience, no matter, it's the same time every week. It's Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. And then it's always askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And that will take you to wherever the heck I am. And that's when I see anybody do anything. With a, I hear a lot of people go, go to patreon.com slash whatever. And I'm like, for me, it's mywebsite.com slash support because what if there's somebody comes online and it's better than Patreon that doesn't take as much money? Well, I'd want to switch to that platform. Now I've got 400 episodes telling people to go to patreon.com slash Dave or whatever it is. I always like to share what I call because of my podcast stories. And the story of Troy Heinrichs from The Blacklist Exposed is a story that just keeps going and going and going. If you listen to a couple episodes ago, we listened to how Troy started off just by tweeting one of the actors and ended up hanging out with the producer of the show, which then led to an update where he was flown to L.A. to host a kind of electronic press kit that went out across anything but the U.S. Because 
NBC owns the rights to the show in the U.S., but Troy kind of held and got to interview the creators for this electronic press kit for the rest of the world, which is awesome. He emailed me just to let me know that now he's going to get to interview. The actress's name is Megan Boone, but she's they're basically two main characters in this show. It's it's one guy is uh, they just call him Red, and then the other one is Elizabeth Keene. And there are other characters, but those are the main two. And he's going to get to interview Elizabeth Keene. And so it's just a matter of time until Troy emails me and says, yeah, I get to interview Red. So that'll be very, very awesome. So that's an update if you've been a regular listener to the show. We just keep hearing how Troy has another and another and another and another door open. Very, very cool. And uh, couldn't be happier for Troy because he's such a nice guy. And uh, I love it when the good guys win. And that is going to do it for this episode of the School of Podcasting. want to promote a couple quick things. Number one, I'm going to be appearing at Podcast Men Atlantic. That is, uh, man, that is right around the corner. And if you go to podcastmenatlantic.com slash SOP, you can sign up and save a little bit on your entrance fee. And it's really not that much in the first place. Really looking forward to that. If uh, it's over in um, kind of the Philadelphia slash New Jersey kind of area, and it is, I want to say, September 9th through the 10th, which is awesome. Go to podcastminatlantic.com to see everything about it. Again, if when you go to sign up, go to podcastminatlantic.com slash SOP. That's the next place I'm going to be speaking, as well as DC Podfest. And then later next year, I will be at podfest.us. Now, this is in February in Florida. Now, me coming from Ohio, that's all I needed to hear. And uh, if you are thinking of coming, let me know. We're looking to set up kind of a meet and greet, kind of a special school of podcasting thing uh, sometime during the evening. Maybe we'll make that happen. So if you do plan on attending, let me know. And uh, we're trying to get that all set up. So I uh, mentioned earlier, if you're looking for one-on-one consulting. I definitely offer that. The School of Podcasting will be opening back very soon in October. Until then, go over and sign up for the newsletter because the people on the newsletter uh, get first crack at the open seats as well as last year or last semester. We uh, we had a special coupon code for those folks. And uh, so you'll be the first to get in. And uh, if you want to have your podcast reviewed, go over to podcastreviewshow.com. That's the show I do with myself and Eric K. Johnson. So if you're looking for an honest, unbiased opinion where we will give you constructive feedback as well as positive praise, check it out over at podcastreviewshow.com. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of The School of Podcasting. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. God bless.